ಹೌ ಟು ರೆಕಗ್ನೈಸ್ ದಿ ಮೆಥಡ್ ಆಫ್ ವೇದಾಂತ ಬೈ ಶ್ರೀ ಶ್ರೀ ಸಚ್ಚಿದಾನಂದೇಂದ್ರ ಸರಸ್ವತಿ ಸ್ವಾಮೀಜಿ ದಿಸ್ ಈಸ್ ದಿ ಲೆವೆಂತ್ ಬುಕ್ ಇನ್ ಇಂಗ್ಲೀಷ್ ಇಂಗ್ಲೀಷ್ ಸೀರೀಸ್ ಪಬ್ಲಿಷಡ್ ಫ್ರಮ್ ಅಧ್ಯಾತ್ಮ ಪ್ರಕಾಶನ ಅಧ್ಯಾತ್ಮ ಪ್ರಕಾಶ ಕಾರ್ಯಾಲಯ ಹೊಳೆ ನರಸೀಪುರ ಇನ್ ದಿಸ್ ಲೆವೆಂತ್ ಬುಕ್ ವಿ ಹ್ಯಾವ್ ಆಲ್ರೆಡಿ ಸೀನ್ ಇಲೆವೆನ್ ಸೆಷನ್ಸ್ ಟೂ ಡೇಸ್ ಇಸ್ ದಿ ಟ್ವೆಲ್ತ್ ಸೆಷನ್ ಓಂ ಶ್ರೀ ಗುರುಭ್ಯೋ ನಮಃ ಹರಿ ಓಂ ಶ್ರೀ ಗಣೇಶಾಯ ನಮಃ ಡಾಕ್ಟರ್ ಕೃಷ್ಣಮೂರ್ತಿ ಶಾಸ್ತ್ರಿ ದಂಬೆ ಪುಣಚ ಬಂಟ್ವಾಳ ತಾಲೂಕು ದಕ್ಷಿಣ ಕನ್ನಡ ಜಿಲ್ಲೆ ಕರ್ನಾಟಕ ಭಾರತ ಅದರ್ ಏನ್ಷಿಯಂಟ್ ವೇದಾಂತಿನ್ಸ್ ಆಫ್ ದಿ ಟ್ರೆಡಿಷನ್ ಇಟ್ ಈಸ್ ಸಮಟೈಮ್ಸ್ ಅರ್ಜಡ್ ದ್ಯಾಟ್ ಗೌಡಪಾದ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಶಂಕರ ಆರ್ ದಿ ಟೂ ಫಸ್ಟ್ ಆಚಾರ್ಯಾಸ್ ಬೈ ಹೂಮ್ ಎ ರೆವಲ್ಯೂಷನ್ ಇನ್ ದಿ ಔಪನಿಷದ ಥಾಟ್ ವಾಸ್ ಅಶರ್ಡ್ ಇನ್ ಪ್ರೊಫೆಸರ್ ಟಿ ಆರ್ ವಿ ಮೂರ್ತಿ ಫಾರ್ ಇನ್ಸ್ಟೆನ್ಸ್ ಸೊ ಥಾಟ್ ವಾಸ್ ಅಶರ್ಡ್ ಇನ್ ಇಟ್ ವಾಸ್ ಸಮಟೈಮ್ಸ್ ಅರ್ಜಿಟ್ ಪ್ರೊಫೆಸರ್ ಟಿ ಆರ್ ವಿ ಮೂರ್ತಿ ಫಾರ್ ಇನ್ಸ್ಟೆನ್ಸ್ ಎಕ್ಸ್ಪ್ಲೇನ್ಸ್ ದಿ ನೇಚರ್ ಆಫ್ ದಿಸ್ ರೆವಲ್ಯೂಷನ್ ದಸ್ ಅದ್ವೈತಿಸಮ್ ಇಸ್ ದಿ ಕಾನ್ಷಿಯಸ್ ರಿಜೆಕ್ಷನ್ ಆಫ್ ಡ್ಯುವಾಲಿಟಿ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಡಿಫ್ರೆನ್ಸ್ as illusory brahman is established not positively but by the denial of duality it would be perhaps more accurate to say that brahman being the self of everyone need not be established at all only the superimpositions on it have to be discarded by the negation of all duality by the method of adhyaropa apavada looked at from this view point it is obvious that this method is the very pith and marrow of the procedure in the upanishads as we have already seen the revolution is thought if any has to be ascribed to the upanishad rishis themselves rather than to gaudapada and shankara colonel jacob again writes to me therefore it seems impossible to come to any other conclusion that the vishishta advaita vada or some similar school wherein position of the field in shankara's time and that his own mind was so saturated with their doctrines as to be unable to shake them off even when propounding an antagonistic system this conjecture of jacobs that shankara was propounding a new system of his own as against the prevailing one is based on the supposed inconsistency in shankara's bhashya of mixing up the terms param brahma aparam brahma and ishvara in this regard of the distinction propounded by himself i have already shown how this alleged inconsistency is purely fanciful apart from this fact however it could have been easily seen that shankara was no inventor of a system of his own since he had at least one predecessor in gaudapada whose work had foreshadowed almost all the essentials of the system a glance moreover at the sutra bhashya wherein shankara refers to vrittikaras of his tradition either approving or suggesting improvements on their exegesis would have been sufficient to convince the critic that shankara was only rehearsing the principles of a tradition already well established as i have already explained references to the tradition sampradaya are seen interested uh, interspersed in the bhashya on the geeta as well as on the upanishads no less than in the sutra bhashya special mention may be made here of a reference to the so called negative method in the aitareya bhashya uh, introduction to the second chapter where the traditional story is recounted of a stupid man who could not understand the drift of the teaching that he was not a not man nasitvam amanushyah 
in any case the three shlokas quoted by shankara in his bhashya at the end of the fourth sutra provided us with a clincher on this point gauna mithyatmano satve putra dehaadi badhanat sadbrahmaatmama सद्ब्रह्मात्माहमित्येवं बोधे कार्यं कथं भवेत् अन्वेष्टव्यात्मज्ञात्मात्मनः अन्वेष्टस्यात्मात्मैव पाप्मदोषादिवर्जि देहात्मत्यजो यद्वत्माण कल्पिकं तेदं तु आत्मनिश्चयात्मनिश्चयात् The first of these shlokas refers to the so-called degrees of reality since it states that when the figurative self such as one's own son and the unreal self such as one's body are sublated, the intuition of Brahman accrues. It says, moreover, that after knowledge has dawned, there cannot linger any more a sense of some duty to be discharged. The second verse states that the distinctions of the knower and known prevails only so long as the intuition of the Atman sought after has not arisen. But as soon as it is sought out, the knower himself becomes the Brahman free from the blemish of evil that is good and bad actions and the like. This is as much as to say that the basic superimposition of regarding oneself as the knower is annulled by the intuition of Brahman. The third and the last verse averts that the idea of pramanas, means of proof, continues to be true as long as the real self is not realized. In other words, knowledge arising from understanding the meaning of the teaching of the Shruti is the final pramana that abolishes the reality of the distinctions of pramana and prameya, means the means and object of knowledge. Now this is almost all that Shankara's system propounds and in the light of these verses it can never be regarded as an innovation from the traditional Vedanta. Next, ancient systems diverging from the tradition of Shankara. <coughs> systems about which only meager information is available. We shall see. Side by side. With the system recognizing the Vedantic method of Adhyaropa Pavada, there were other systems interpreting the Upanishads in their own way. I have exhibited the most important of these in the fourth chapter of the present work so far as can be gathered from the casual references in Shankara's Bhashyas and Sureshwara's Vartikas. So in this sixth uh, section we are now seeing, three. Uh, these systems can be classified into two main groups. The first group comprises systems that dismiss all hopes of building any theory of bondage and freedom on the independent basis of the Upanishads. They firmly believe that the Karma Kanda can show the way to the highest goal of human life, the Upanishads being subservient to the ritualistic portion in some way or other. There were two sub-schools among these devotees of the Karmakanda. The first school believed that the Swarga offered as the fruit of Vedic rites performed is the only Sammam Bonam, while the other maintained that even the Moksha or Atmanyeva Avasthanam, resting in one's own true self, as taught by the Vedantins, can be secured through proper performance of the obligatory karmas enjoined in the Vedas. 
The second group recognizes the usefulness of the Upanishads also, but is aligned to the Karmakanda in so far as it demands some form of Vedic injunction necessary to make any spiritual discipline efficient to bring about the desired end. The school demanding the conjunction of rituals and upasanas and the one insisting on the injunction of upasana as the main purport of Shruti while admitting that Brahman is also indirectly revealed as an accessory to the meditation had a decided learning uh, leaning towards Mimamsa and they had therefore to be contented with an uh, eschatological mukti. The school which declared that the exhaustion, exhaustion of all desires in the Prajapati Loka was the only way open to oneself for mukti evidently placed Vedantic knowledge beyond human reach. The Bhagavata school teaches that the aspirant is absorbed in Brahman after death and becomes one with it as a result of continued devotion throughout life. Of the schools which acceded to the admission of freedom in the present life, we meet with several varieties. One that maintained that knowledge of Brahman is enjoined in the Shruti. Another which asserted that the seeker is commanded by the Shruti to dissolve by meditation all the distinctions and differences in empirical life to enable him to reach non-duality. A third which contended that the seeker is bidden to suppress the inherent impression of the three avasthas, waking, dream and deep sleep. And a fourth which supposed that the suppression of mental modifications is enjoined in the Shrutis. There were two schools which thought that mere knowledge accruing from a study of the Shrutis is not competent to bring an immediate release. One of them said that the continued remembrance of the knowledge was enjoined as the real means to mukti, while the other known as the Prasankhyana school supposed that, supposed that the knowledge arising from the study of the scripture should be repeatedly practiced with the aid of reasoning for getting at the actual intuition. This last school had a strange apprehension that ignorance of Atman even after once dispersed by knowledge could revive and overpower even true knowledge. It will be noticed that all these systems are Advaitic in the sense that they hold the goal of life to be union with Brahman. Next, second, Bhartra Prapancha. The last ancient school to be mentioned in this condition is that of Bhartra Prapancha. It is a pity that is closer study of the his system has not been made either by orthodox pundits orthodox pandits or modern scholars for he is the earliest representatives of dvaita advaita school that we are so far acquainted with i have therefore denoted uh, devoted a separate chapter for the discussion of his teachings he appears to be a contemporary of shankara or at any rate his uh, system seems to have held the field in vedanta at the time that Shankara began to write his Bhashya on the Brahadaranyaka, for it is his views more than those of any other that are criticized almost at every step both by Shankara and Sureshwara. A more detailed study perhaps would be helpful to scholars in tracing the vicissitudes of that school down to our own times. The teaching of his this Bhashyakara comes very near to that of Shankara in so much that he considers the relation of the individual soul and Brahman to be closer than what any other similar school was, uh, has allowed. I have set forth in some detail the most important of Bharata Prapancha's doctrines in order to assist the critical reader who would take up a com- comparative study, Brahman as the cause and the effect, the eight evolutionary 
stages of brahman the individual soul as a modification of brahman the self as the seer qualification of, of our brahma vidya examination of the three states of consciousness sakshatkara direct vision of brahman and the two varieties of liberation the intermediate stage called apavarga of the school uh, of the soul between bondage and absolute freedom the conjunction of jnana and karma as a means to moksha on all these points bharat prapancha holds doctrines peculiar to his own system and conspicuous by their absence anywhere else next characteristics of pre shankara vedanta pre shankara vedanta a study of the account of the pre shankara schools as detailed in the present work will i hope give a general picture of the pre shankara vedanta pre shankara vedanta the reader will have noticed that the following are the common features that characterize these schools all the schools are advaitic in the sense that they teach the ultimate identity of jiva and brahman All the schools rely on the authority of the Vedas and disclose a bias towards some Vedic injunction rituals alone or combined with upasana or knowledge direct to or direct or a distilled form of it or else a transformation of it into direct vision of brahman is invariably supposed to be enjoined by the shrutis as a means to moksha final release is mostly eschatological even schools which allow that atman is self effluent have recourse to some injunction or other demanding the practice of some sadhana to remove the obstacles to jnana so these are all pre shankara theories moksha being presumed to be a goal to be reached through sheer effort avidya has little or no place in any of these schools of thought even schools that recognize avidya has a very hazy notion of it it is clear that its schools did not take cognizance of the distinction between texts that aim at describing brahman as it is and those that enjoin meditation of brahman they never suspected that the frequent negative description of in which the upanishads take delight might possibly point to a method common to them all again they did not attach sufficient importance to shrutis which teach the eternal identity of jiva and brahman and promise immediate release simultaneous with the knowledge of brahman as a consequence of this neglect they could not realize that avidya is the only hindrance to the attainment of the goal they were not aware of the distinction between the paramarthika view and the vyavaharika view shastra drishti and loka drishti a distinction which would reconcile the transcendental unity of reality with the empirical reality which admits of plurality within its fold and above all they either did not suspect the existence of or deliberately disregarded the minority of thinkers who pointed out that the classical upanishads uniformly employ a device called the adhyaropa apavadanyaya or the method of deliberate superimposition and recession in order to bring the enquiring mind to the intuition of reality which is forever ineffable and supra rational the credit of formulating the above clear cut distinction between the highly philosophical system of the traditional vedanta and the theological systems with a realistic tinge belongs to gaudapada and the credit of having presented it in its perfect form in consonance with the prasthanatraya belongs to shankara next section 
post shankara systems let us see in the next session hare rama shri shri sachidanandendra saraswati charanarvinda arpitamastu sarve jana sukhino bhavantu om tat sat brahmarpanamastu